Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. What do you expect from me as a leader? This is one of the five questions that you need to be asking your team. I know that the thought of asking your team what they think of you and the culture of the salon probably feels super scary. And maybe you're wondering if they're all going to gang up on you. But trust me, asking these five questions leads itself to a positive and constructive response, not negative. And these five questions will help you create a positive winning culture. This episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast is brought to you by Salon Mastery. This is a coaching program for salon owners to help them become a salon CEO. It provides a hybrid approach, providing one-on-one coaching, group environment coaching and masterminds, 24-7 coaching support, and definitely lots of community support from other salon owners who know exactly what you're going through. You can apply now in the show notes of this episode to find out more. And today we're sharing a sneak peek of a Salon Mastery Intensive event where we share the five questions that you need to ask your team. So grab a pen, you may want to write this stuff down. Enjoy. Five essential questions building strong Salon culture. Would that be useful to find out? So like, what are some questions that we can ask our team so we can view what our culture is currently, what we're doing really well so we do more of that, what we need to work on so we can mend change? and evolve right because I think you know this is not just up to us to figure it out my experience has always been when we bring people closer when we bring our team in and ask them and get involved get them involved in the question or what the solution is then um, we have more committed teams ultimately all right so question number one uh, is can you share your thoughts on your team on our team business on our team and business culture sorry um and I broke that question into two parts what aspects do you think are positive and where do you see room for improvement now that's phrased very specifically because we want to see room for improvement and we want to ask questions in the positive we want to have a positive useful uh responses that we can do something with. We don't want to invite people to come in. And I know often the fear is if I ask my team, they're going to attack me and tell me everything's terrible. I'll feel bad about myself. And now everybody is going to gang up on me. I've seen this happen before. So how we phrase our questions is really important to keep uh, morale up and keep people being productive and um, giving us answers that are useful and something to do about. So um, good question. I asked this question of our team. Just very recently, um, we're having our um, Christmas getaway in how many weeks? I've lost track, but we're close to Christmas, right? Eight weeks, maybe? Are we eight weeks? We're heading away, and um, our focus is culture, especially because we are a remote team. We don't all work together. We don't come together in a salon. So I wanted to share some of the answers um, that I got from our team. One, so you can have a sneak peek inside of our team, but two, just to get an idea of what are some of the 
answers that you might expect and, and what can we do with those answers? Oh, oh right, okay. Um, okay, this is what my team said. What aspects do you think are positive? We love how we are challenged to come up with solution um, and ask for feedback. When we need help or advice, someone always is willing to help. I love the flexibility around uh, other aspects of our lives. I'm starting to build a picture of what's important to my team. Everything is planned down in advance. There's no last minute. Nothing is forgotten or missed. That's really important because that lowers panic. Um, everyone is onto it. It's rare to find a team that all really care. I love that. Um, I love the above the line positive vibe. Good people who give a damn. That feels super important. Trust is trust that everybody is trying. I love that we are constantly looking to improve. Get shit done attitude. I love that. I thought those were some good responses. That that to me is a good indicator of the things that we're doing really well, and that makes me feel really proud. Um, what are the things that we need to focus on? In real life, catch ups are amazing, but we need more of them. We don't catch up together enough. We're around the country and around the world. Kylie is coming, which is pretty exciting. We're excited to have you, Kylie, in Wellington. We haven't had Kylie in Wellington like ever. She's been here nearly four years and um, we're going to meet first time in real life. That's pretty exciting. Um, bring back more shout outs. So we have a tradition, uh, share your wins. We do that in Salon Mastery, don't we? We share our wins at the beginning of every call. Um, we sh win, shout out or lesson is typically what we do when we have our team meetings. But we all get stuck on the wins and we all share our wins. So I love that we like shout out, let's bring back the shout outs to each other and, and that team building thing. I feel a little bit left out of the loop and lost with some new plans, um, more connections with the team. Okay, that's really fair. We're a remote team. That's an area that we need to focus on making sure that everybody is in the loop. Um, being remote team can be hard. Uh, it leaves space for miscommunication. Then we just talk about communication and how hard it is to make sure uh, things are clear. So some work to be done there. And I feel there's room for interpretation. Interesting. We just talked about that. So now I've got a really clear focus on where I need to go next. And because of the way that we phrased it, that was super useful and um, productively written to me so I, I can do something positive with it. Okay, good. Let's go on to, um, that's just question number one. Let's go on to question number two. What do you expect from me as a leader? Do you expect from me as a leader? I like that this is a really wide open question, um, and uh, there will be a very variation of expectations um, from different team members. I think that's a really useful and productive question to ask. So, on the converse, what do I expect from you as an employee? Now, this is super interesting. You're asking them, "What do you think that I expect from you?" <laughs> Does that make sense? What do you think that I expect from you? This will be really interesting and telling, and it will bring out some really great conversations to be had in your one-on-one. -on -one. What do you expect from your teammates? I think this is a good this is a good one in particular to do in a team meeting and to spend some time on this question. Um, what do you expect from each other, essentially, um, and pull out some of the good things and... Um, commit to a small number of these things that you can focus on for you know a period of time. And often when we run workshops, we want to stay on the same topic for about six weeks. Um, so that one's an intriguing one. And then the last one is, what do our clients expect from us? I think this too is probably a good standalone 
workshop in itself. Would you agree? Like to spend some time on what do the clients actually expect, particularly your ideal client. You want to be mindful and careful that you're not talking about all clients in general because they'll talk about Jane and how Sue wanted this and Mary wanted something else. You want to stay super focused on uh, your ideal client. And then what do you expect from them as an employee? them as employees what is it that you expect from them and come up with a small list <laughs> um okay so what do they expect from you as a leader they expect mm -hmm. the world um, <laughs> to be heard to be appreciated and valued and personal support and mm. then we had what do i expect from them as an employee we as a, uh is that right yep um, harmony, work ethic, engagement, team players, honesty, and to ask for help. Ask for help. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, actually expecting them to ask for help. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that not on their list, being able to ask for help. That's a kind of an unknown. Um, that's really interesting. Um, amazing. I love that. Um, right. Who wants to, um, who is the spokesperson? Um, so I'll start with what they can expect from us, what we think they expect mm -hmm. from us. Um, providing a career path, personal mm -hmm. and financial growth. Um, they can expect us to be approachable and fun. They can expect consistency, support and mentoring, um, transparency, honesty, um, and being a leader. Um, and being able to lead them in the right direction and, and, and show them how to get results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, and then I'm just trying to read my scribble. <laughs> um, what we would like to expect from our employees, um, willingness to grow and learn, um, being a team player and being engaged, um, having integrity with you know staff members and uh, clients, enthusiastic, um, Care about their role and teammates and clients. Um, asking, we had asking for help too, which is a big oh, one. Nice. Yeah. Um, and one of the ones we got to at the very end, because you know we dive deep, um, was just sharing and investing in the salon goals, um, which I think is quite big. They kind of need to know where you want to be and where you're yeah. going. Yeah. Um, and then just performing to the salon, performing their role to the salon standard. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. How, um, doing it how we do it around here. 
yeah, because every salon's different, yeah. but just yeah. making sure that everyone's, you know, consistent yeah. in their salon. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love the focus on investing in goals, but actually we have to articulate what the goals are, um, actually. Um, that was one of our group men. Very smart yeah. lady. <laughs> okay, I love that. That's really good. Yeah. So um, for what they expect from us, a big part was like just support in all all things. So that would be, you know, being able to be a good leader to give them a clear path to do whatever it is that uh, we're trying to achieve as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, provide an income and a lifestyle for them. So I think uh, that's changed a lot in the last couple of years as well, like the lifestyle hours and stuff like that. So having that um, is definitely an expectation now. Uh, clear communication was another one. Um consistency and like a platform for improvement uh, which is what we always put our one-on-ones down to that kind of was something that Emma and I mentioned um that we have knowledge and answers for them um or opportunities to find those answers and then that they will be given room for growth and safety and comfort at work so you know that they're appreciated and acknowledged and all those good things um and then are we doing the other one as well yeah yeah. yeah. So our expectations on team members um, was that they communicate, um, you know, speak up, be assertive and, and um, you know, let us know if they need help um, or if they're unhappy in any way and consistency within their work and consistency with, you know, knowing what to expect when someone turns up at work, what, you know, what Jade's going to walk into work or what, what Emma's going to walk into work so that we keep that nice and happy. Um support and like kind of supporting each other to create that sense of team teamwork and community um pop in effort into what we do be proactive and be able to work autonomously so that's for beauty that was a big one the autonomous work because we don't always work out in the open um pick up opportunities where we can and take those opportunities seriously um and then, yeah, being respectful of time. So whether that's your time, client's time, team member's time, you know, your ability to take sick leave and annual leave and all that sort of stuff, but being respectful in the way that we do that. Um, and sharing clients was another one. So being happy to mm-hmm. pass someone along so that for the good of the client and not be like, oh, well, they're not booking with me, so you can't book. Um, the ability to share a client around so that we can work together is definitely something that we expect as well. I love that. Um, <clears throat> there are a couple of key ones in there as well. Um, consistency popped up a couple of times. Um, did you notice that? Actually, in all, consistency came out and um, knowing what you're going to walk into, I think, um, and especially in terms of culture, it was a huge um, consideration. Also, the asking for help. I noticed that we all expect our team to ask for help and be able to do that. And I'm, you know, I think it's one of those things that, I wonder if we take for granted that that's, that people know how to do that. I'm hoping this afternoon's framework is going to give us a platform for that to be a little bit easier for people um, and be um, to help recognise the stage and phase of people and what stage they need help, like being autonomous. When is it reasonable for us to expect people to be autonomous? Were there in your lists any other kind of outlying key ones that haven't cropped up? I mean, uh, for us, um, it was they expect me to lead from the front. 
you know, to be in 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 control um, and know the answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't always have all the answers, and I think it's I think they want the answers there and then, and it's communicating that we don't always know the answers, but we'll get back. Um, I think that sometimes they want everything now. Um, <laughs> in the fact that if they want something new, a new piece of equipment or stuff like that, they want it now, and they've got to understand that we can't always give them that. Um, they want out accountability from us. I think accountability and yeah. and also that they can confide in us, especially when you've got young team team members. You know, they don't always have the support outside of the business and what is outside affects what's inside. So I think um, being able to confide in us and help them and support them, um, you know, a few, I've personally had a few people that have had um, money problems and how to deal with that and help them yeah. to get better as such yeah from yeah from them uh, from from me it's to be i mean it sounds dark but to be on time to be there to do their job um you know it's their job and it's not just a play act game um to recommend <laughs> and be professional um be flexible work as a team and for both sides of it i think that work-life balance mm. is really really important yeah. you know they've yeah. got both there so that's us okay i love that the accountability piece i i um i would you agree sometimes that like that's really hard to sometimes recognize that that's part of our role some of you will just have that now but i know for some people that's hard to step up and be um accountable so it's really uh reassuring and interesting to hear it's actually what people want uh, even if we find it hard um and then you said leading from the front um, Lynn, and I want to make a comment on that. I think we need to lead from the front, but I also think we need to be flexible enough to lead from the back. Yeah, and, and let them do forward. their stuff. But we need yeah. sometimes they need you there. Uh, they need sure. you, to, especially the younger ones. And I think like this, you know, this kind of new era that we're in, and, and different expectations that people have, lifestyle effect, well in effect. Um, that it's actually okay for us just to be a human. I think that's really important. I remember a time when I felt the pressure heavily to lead from the front and know all the answers, and it just nearly killed me. Um, yeah. You just can't. You just can't. And I think actually, thankfully, we're in a time that just being a human and making mistakes and screwing things up, or being able to say, "I actually don't know the answer, but I'm dedicated to finding it." What a what a relief. That we're in that stage. Um, I, think. I think it's important that you can say that you don't know the answers. Yeah, yeah, and that you screw up too. <laughs> um, okay, any anything else significant on yours? Okay, we had, um, oh, what do they expect from a leader? So to be positive and provide positive energy, lead by example, help to achieve their goals and guide them to achieve them mm -hmm. for us to know their why yes and then clear policies yes so that they know what's expected of them yes yes and then I love that. where oh what do we expect from them like when to be on time um mm -hmm. follow our policies support our brand be kind to each other and respect each other each other's property and the clients okay i love that um 
I, you said it in a different way, but it reminds you of the saying, do what you say you would do as a leader, mm. doing what you say you would do. Um, yep. Uh, super important. That was the standout one for me. Um, and I love the positivity, like actually actively choosing to be positive. All right. We have talked about like what are some of the key things to be really intentional about culture. And I encourage you to uh, run a workshop like this for yourself with your own team um, because I think how you do this, uh, there's a couple of ways you could do this. You could do this in uh, especially those five questions in a one-on-one -on -one environment, especially if you're not feeling super confident about your culture or what you're going to get back. Don't let that stop you from doing it, but do it in a one-on-one -on -one environment. You could even do it in a form or a written questionnaire. The great thing about doing it in a written form is people get a chance to think about it carefully um, before they respond. And so you can get some well-articulated um answers um, if you can do it in a team workshop I think um, and have an open if you have an open culture and you feel positive about that then you can talk honestly about it do the five questions um, and a little bit like what like what we did you know sharing back and picking out some key elements of what's important each each group came up with their own different things that were important and I think if you can collectively choose um, probably three to five key things. You don't want to have too many focuses because if you confuse and you've got too many things, you confuse, you lose and you won't achieve the outcome for all of those things. So when you go and do the brainstorming, just like we did, and we wrote down, you guys wrote down all of the key things collectively as a group and you probably want to guide this a little bit, you're, you're really leading what the culture is, choose three to five things that is, these are the three to five things that I expect from you. These are the three to five things that uh, you expect from me because you'll have a higher uh, chance of success to focus on less and achieve more with each of those and then the last step into stepping this into team culture is um, get it on your annual or biannual plan um, we haven't done it in an intensive for a, week, for a wee while so if you haven't done this yourself it's part of the workshop program is get your annual or, or biannual planner of what you do every year. Now, what's it called, Greta? I know you know the one that I'm talking about. Maybe we could find that. Um, yeah, or sure. You could find that as a workshop link. But if, just like we've already set next year's intensive, um, we do the same with the topics that we want to talk about. When was the last time we focused on this? And when is it going to come back on the bubble? So if you're going to do this before Christmas as a team workshop, when you before you finish that workshop, plan when you're next going to bring up culture. Some topics make sense to do annually, like birds of a feather is a really good one to do on an annual basis. Some things every two years make sense. But you start to leave it longer than two years, culture starts to, or whatever the topic is for any workshop, starts to dip and wane and you, know, you lose track. So um, do it on one-on-ones for those tricky ones. Do it in a workshop as a group. Get it back on the cycle because culture moves and changes um, over time. All right, and that's a wrap. So what did you think? Are you ready to ask your team those questions? Now, remember, you don't need to ask all of those questions at once, of course. You can break them up however you want. One-on-ones, do it all at a team meeting or a workshop. Any of those things are going to work. So just to recap the five questions that you need to ask your team. Number one, can you share your thoughts on our team and business culture? Remember, this is broken into what is positive and what you can improve. What do you expect from me as a leader? And I promise that answer won't be as scary as you think. What do I expect from you as an employee? Remember, this is their 
point of view, of course. And number four, what do you expect from your teammates? And finally, what do you think our clients expect from us? Right, I would love to know your thoughts on this episode. So let me know in the free Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. Come and join me there. And uh, let me know how you get on asking those questions and how it gave you some clarity on the culture inside of your business. All right, one last thing. Remember, if you want to join future Salon Mastery events, they are two-day events. We'd love to see you there. So you don't ever miss out again. Just click the apply now button below and we'll pop on a call. You can tell me a little bit about your salon. I'll tell you a little bit about Salon Mastery. Let's see if it's the right fit for you and your salon. All right, ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.